Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I am Trevor Sikama. With me is Benjamin Solak. And on a beautiful Wednesday morning, we are going to be very mad and yell at the microphone about the latest college football playoff rankings. Aren't we, Ben? Always. There's nothing that makes me feel better than feeling bad on the internet. I feel as though people enjoy when we get mad about things. Now, I will say they normally get more interested when we're mad because of something that harms us. Normally, it comes with you and betting. Sometimes it comes with me and being forced to watch Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. But we're going to yell on this podcast regardless. Ben, is there anything that popped out to you with the latest college football rankings that maybe shouldn't have been like that? Ohio State's number one, LSU's number two, Clemson three, Georgia four, Utah five, Oklahoma six, Baylor seven, which sets up an interesting Big 12 title matchup. Wisconsin jumps up to eight, Florida's at nine, Penn State's at ten. Alabama's all the way at 12. When's the last time Alabama was outside of the top 10? I don't know, but that's one of my favorite things about this. One of the things that I'm excited is that they essentially, like, Alabama's not making a a New Year's Six, right? No, they're not. Which is awesome, in my opinion. Though, I'm sure the team that pulls Alabama on December 29th is not going to think it's as fun. Yeah, what's it going to be? Like, Alabama-Minnesota? Or something, or right, like, like Alabama. Yeah, I think Alabama's Boise? gonna get like a two-loss Wisconsin team. Yeah, that's weird. That's and super just weird. Murder them. What year is this? Give me, give me Alabama, Michigan. Give me like just like Alabama, oh and just like some other like garbage Big Ten program, and watch them win like seventy-three to six with no, Mac Jones. Then, I would yeah, love it. Tua comes back just to right. put just to put no. on for the SEC. Just, just right. Just Mac Jones and just and Saban just out of resent and spite over the whole fake punt thing that he's still upset about for whatever reason. I mean, just kills him, right? Just like four quarters nonstop. We got Najee Harris in there with three hundred and fifty yards, still toting the rock. Let's let's come up with some crazy scenarios here because in these matchups of the conference championship games, we have Ohio State facing Wisconsin. They're probably going to boat race him. We have Clemson going up against Virginia. I can't even come up with a reality where Clemson loses this game, so I don't think I'm even going to try. SEC Championship is two versus four when LSU faces Georgia. You got Cincinnati and Memphis in the AAC game, and then Baylor-Oklahoma in the Big 12 Championship. Oh, yeah, and then, of course, Oregon-Utah out in the Pac-12. Almost forgot about that. Sorry, I had to give the Pac-12 the shout-out. Ben... What if Wisconsin wins and Georgia wins? Right. What are we looking at here? I think I personally think Ohio State and LSU are invincible. I think they could both lose and we both still get in. Because, well, because you're 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 looking at. I I think you're. I think you're right, but at that point, oh man. If Wisconsin beats number one Ohio State for a conference championship, you're going to tell me it's it's it's. But here's the thing: it's a one-loss non-conference champion versus a two-loss weird conference champion, right? Yeah, right. So here's here's does a conference championship matter more than a loss? 
Well, that that was the question two years ago, right? When they got Alabama in after Georgia won the conference championship, right? Yeah. It was they're non-conference champion, but they only have the one loss. I think that's that's what it was. I may not be remembering that correctly, but this was the debate, and 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 they wanted to you know get the best four teams. And the conference championship didn't matter as much. So you have so to me, right? So LSU and and Ohio State are, in my opinion, invincible. Now you might ask yourself the question of like, well, is Clemson is invincible? For sure. Say it again. I think LSU is for sure LSU because if they sure. lose, LSU. they're losing a four, and they, they LSU can't drop any further than four. If you ask me, right? So I agree. So, yeah, so I, LSU I do losing agree to Georgia, you. losing a four. Then, like honestly, like you would want to on it. Like I would hope that they would get Georgia at two and LSU at three, so they could just come right back and play again. You know what I mean? Like I would expect them to try to like, build the rematch out. Clemson, in my opinion, isn't invincible. I feel because. Like- Go on, Ohio go. State losing to top 10 Wisconsin, LSU losing to top 5 Georgia. Clemson drops one to Virginia, who is not ranked by the oh, they're, they're out. The they're out. Yeah. I would imagine they fall all the way out. I think what what I think what's more interesting chaos now, is... Now, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold, hold on. Go ahead. If Ohio State and LSU both win, that means that Georgia will have lost and Wisconsin will have lost. Let's say both Utah and Oklahoma win their conference championship games. Right. Do they both jump Clemson? If you have, so you have a twelve and one non-champ Clemson. Right. You have but, but a like reigning national champ. champs. I understand that, like you yeah. can't put too much into what happened last year, but this is still Clemson. Like, let's not forget about that. And this would be Clemson's first loss, and it would be against the other side of what what would then be the Virginia, which is the ACC champions. That's their only loss. Do you bump Clemson outside of the top four if they lose to Virginia, if both Utah and Oklahoma win, and LSU and Ohio State win? I don't. I don't know if you do. I think it's Clemson tricky. might be invincible, Ben. This right, this this question, uh, you know, adjacently addresses what I think is the biggest question for the entire committee, which is Utah beats number your thirteenth ranked Oregon team. Uh huh. Oklahoma beats your seventh ranked Baylor team. Yeah. There's one spot left. Who gets it? Because Oklahoma now has two top twenty-five wins. Now they've beaten a ranked Oklahoma State team, and that ranked Oklahoma State team had their backup quarterback in acknowledged. Um, uh, two top 25 wins. They beat Baylor. They'll then have two, uh, they'll have a top 10 win, which Utah has no top 10 wins and has no chance. Didn't they already beat Baylor? Right. When they beat Baylor, Baylor was like 13 or something. Yeah. But I mean, like they're seven now. So like if they beat Baylor twice, that's, I mean, I'm saying that those are two good wins. I guess if you're looking at the big 12, like, those are the two best wins that you could get out of the Big 12 is basically playing Baylor twice. Yeah? Right. And honestly, like, so, like, that's an interesting question because I think I'm personally of the opinion. I'll start from here and I'll, 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 I'll work it backwards. All right. Work it back for me. I think if Oklahoma wins and if Utah win, and obviously this might be like a beauty contest thing, like if Utah wins by 40 and if Oklahoma steals another one late against Baylor. But I think in, in a vacuum, if both of them win, I think Oklahoma should get in over Utah. That's my opinion. I think they'll the re- put Oklahoma in over Utah. I I'm, see, not, I'm not so sold on that. Oh, really? They, 
Well, they put Utah, they have Utah above Oklahoma right now, despite the fact that Oklahoma, in my opinion, clearly has a better resume. Uh, they've gotten USC into the rankings, which to me was weird, right? Like they, they snuck USC into 22 overall, which this is a, a, a they're eight and four in a bad Pac-12, and they've lost every good team they've played. They lost BYU, they lost Washington, they lost Notre Dame, they lost Oregon. They have not beaten a team that's even sniffing the rankings. So, yes. why are we making this USC team out to be more than it actually is? Well, now you have Utah, their only game they've played against a, a currently ranked team, they've lost. And it was their third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, like Utah looks very, very, very weak from a resume perspective yet was put above oklahoma so it's a it's a question of but i think it's gonna matter more this week because oklahoma's about to be seven well that's that well that's the thing is like like does beating baylor earlier this season make beating baylor again more impressive or less impressive i am of the opinion it makes it more impressive i think beating a team was not lost to any other team twice is very, very difficult. I think the second win is much harder than the first one. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. There's a I, chance I, that you I, yeah, build the narrative out such that, well, they beat Baylor before and then they just beat Baylor again. So they've had two wins against, I, I think you know, that's different when you're going up against, like, an inept team. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, I, I'm I'm honestly sorry that I'm dunking on Michigan like this. I'm, I'm sorry. But... No, if Ohio State Don't played lie. Michigan, well, I crap on Michigan literally all the time, and so now this time me bringing it up, I actually feel bad. If Ohio State beats Michigan twice, I don't care. I don't. I don't care. I don't care because they're built to beat Michigan. Michigan's not very good. I there's, I don't learn anything there. Baylor at least can score, and so this is a team that has a chance to beat anybody because of their offense. And if you best a Baylor team twice, I'm actually pretty impressed with that because of what you were talking about there. So, I don't think that's I don't think that statement where I normally agree with you, I don't think that it's always true here in the situation of Oklahoma and Baylor because of what these two teams are and because of how Baylor is built, I would agree with you in that if Oklahoma beats Baylor for this Big 12 title now, that second win is even more impressive than the first, even though the first one was at Baylor, right? Yes. So, I mean, th- when you look at Oklahoma's schedule, beating Baylor at Baylor and then beating Baylor for the Big 12 championship, you could not have really handled Oklahoma's schedule any better. Yeah, they had a slip-up. But I would tell you that they conquered the Big 12 basically as best as they possibly could. So when it, if it comes down to them over Utah, I think they're going to give it to Oklahoma, even if they both win. That's my, that's my hope. That's what I think makes sense. That's what I think is most fair and equitable. Now, I, I, am, I remain skeptic that it will occur. I think if Utah beats Oregon... And you know, by 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 a comfortable amount, then I think that Utah they'll put Utah in uh, as as the four. Utah will play Ohio State and get or LSU if they put LSU above Ohio State for beating four Georgia uh, and get just boat raced. 
I love I mean, that term. I, and, and I love the, the thing term is like, boat race. I've never been in a boat race, right? But I can only assume that it's a joyous occasion just because of how we use the phrase. Like our boat races always blowouts. Because it just, I mean, we we use the phrase like that, right? I guess so. So are like You've boat races. You've asked a lot not... about my vernacular over the last few pods, and I don't appreciate that. Listen, I just got to make very sure badly at something, especially in a fashion where you were behind from the start and never had a chance. Yeah. So uh, like, our boat races blowout comes we... from the boat race, an annual rowing competition between Oxford and Cambridge, in which the first side to get ahead can move into the middle of the river where the current is faster and is almost never oh. overtaken thereafter. Oh. We are. We listen. Were, yesterday we learned locked on dictionary with Trevor and Ben. Listen, we yesterday we learned why it was called the Egg Bowl. Now we're teaching you guys what, boat race. The term boat raced. We got to come up with something tomorrow to look up. Now the people are coming to us for educate. You know, people forget that this is an educational podcast. People often it, forget. It, it's that. shocking, but people forget this all the time. Yet here we are, doling out knowledge left and right. If you could come up with your ideal four, like the the four matchups that you would want to see the most in any order, you can come up with it in any way, what four teams would it be playing in the semifinal and then meeting in the championship game? Oh, so you're talking about three matchups. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yes. Okay, right. So I am... So I, uh, you know, I use your words, reveal myself, you know, some some transparency here. I have money on Clemson winning the national championship. Okay. I think, and this is not a, you probably got that at good odds, huh? This is a, wait, this is not a preseason bet. This is a bet from a while ago. Or no, excuse me, it's not a preseason bet. This is a bet from recently. Because I think that Clemson beats LSU. Ohio State, I'm not sold, but I think Clemson versus LSU right now, I think, Clemson's got the better defense, and I think Clemson can easily uh, offense can keep pace against uh, against LSU and what they can do in the defensive backfield. Mm-hmm. So, I think that you're going to get Ohio State versus know. Utah, and then LSU versus Clemson in the semifinals. I think that if Ohio State beats Wisconsin by a comfortable margin, which I anticipate, no, 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 I'm then- not talking about like what you think is going to happen. I want you to set it up for like your maximum enjoyment. Oh, take the rankings oh. completely out of it. Like, go clean slate. Like, it doesn't matter that Ohio State's ranked number one. If you want Ohio State ranked two or three or whatever, give me the four that you would love to see the most. For me, I'll go first if you want time to think. For me, it's, you know, <laughs> obviously Florida not <laughs> not being in it because I'd love to see Florida in the college football playoff. Just because I'm a Gators fan. I would love for these rankings to read LSU one. Ohio State 2, Clemson 3, Oklahoma 4. I would love to see LSU's offense go toe-to-toe with Oklahoma's offense, and I would love to see what Clemson can do against Ohio State because I think LSU beats Oklahoma, and then LSU either getting to go up against Trevor Lawrence in that offense or Ohio State in those cornerbacks, I'm great with either of them. I think that would be... My ideal matchup. Yes, right. So I, I very much agree. I would like to see Oklahoma face LSU is critical for me. Um, so if I'm or, uh, Oklahoma face LSU, so then I'm forcing Ohio State Clemson, which in my opinion should be 
the national championship game, and I think it would be an absolute sure. doozy of a national championship that game. But fun, I'll take them in the man. semifinal. Ohio State, Clemson. And then my ideal game following that would be Clemson, LSU. I think Clemson, LSU has the potential to be like, you know, 56 51. Right. One of the you most, know, inter- like, that's it, it. It would be Kansas City Chiefs versus Los Angeles Rams in 2018. Right. I think like we would reach halftime of Clemson LSU and like all not realize while all panting and sweating. You know what I mean? Just like watching this game. Just, <laughs> oh, like, I'd be fully aware. I'd be right. Yeah. Just like exhausted. Probably My just from the meat goal. sweats because I'd order so many wings for that game. Right. I just and like it's tricky because like wait, wait, I respect- hold on, hold on. Before we go on, don't mean to derail yeah. you, but I was having a conversation last night. How many chicken McNuggets do you think that you could eat? In one out of nowhere in the middle of the cultural playoff. Well, discussion. I was talking about I was talking about eating wings, and then I thought about this from last night, and it got like a new heated discussion. And I wanted to ask you: twenty? Only twenty? Come on, man! McNuggets it, are gross it, a little bit. Like you'd eat oh, them, and you'd like you'd, you don't like McNuggets. They're fine, but like they're like greasy and bready. You know what I mean? Like I, it's not I, like I think the same amount of volume of chicken I could better eat in like a baked form or like wings versus McNuggets where I think like with the breading and the grease and everything, like you, you know, eventually your stomach's like, now screw this. Have you had Chick-fil-A's like grilled chicken nuggets? Yes. Those are really good. Okay. How many of those could you eat? 20. If you are hungry, Ben, I'm talking about being hungry. I hate these questions. I don't eat that much. I'm a small boy. I know, but I want to know. I want to know. 28. One time when I was in college, I ate 43 chicken McNuggets. That's a dumb decision. You yeah, shouldn't have great. done that. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. Didn't go over well. Anyway. Okay. Let me ask you this. I'm going to put it to you in this perspective. Trevor, you ready? Now, now, the, now the pause on top of the Clemson logo looked like chicken McNuggets to me. <laughs> okay. Five power five matchups. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the uh, the the. College Football Conference Championships. Friday, we have Utah-Oregon. Utah Ooh. opened as a, as a three-point favorite. They're now a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Baylor-Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a nine-point favorite. Georgia-LSU. LSU is a seven-point favorite. Virginia-Clemson. Uh, Clemson's a 28-and-a-half-point favorite. Ohio State-Wisconsin. Ohio State is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. So, Vegas-wise, the most likely to have an upset is Utah, Oregon. It's the closest spread. In your opinion, which of the five are we most likely to see the favorite lose? Where are we most likely to see an upset of the five? Um, I think the answer is Baylor. Yeah, I th- yeah yeah I think I think the answer is Baylor just because of what I was talking about earlier. They can score, and Baylor had a decent amount of control of that game against Oklahoma earlier in the season. Granted, it was at home, so it's a little bit of a different beast now. But you can kind of throw things out the window when these conference championship games become a little bit of a one-one, like the season, like it's its own season almost. This one game, and so I've got to think because of how Baylor runs their offense. They can punch with Oklahoma for most of the game. I think Oklahoma is a favorite for a reason because they make offense look a little bit easier, and I think they have better players overall. But if you're asking me who could pull off the upset the most, I honestly think that it's Baylor. I don't, I don't, I don't know if my answer would be Oregon. I trust Utah. I trust Utah to win that game. I really do. I, there's no way Jake Fromm can keep up with Joe Burrow. If Georgia were to beat LSU, that would be 
nuts to me. That would that would honestly, I would be more shocked at Georgia beating LSU than I would Wisconsin beating Ohio State. Absolutely. I really would. So Do you want Yeah. Do you want to hear like like in terms of how comfortable and confident I am in Utah beating Oregon? Justin Herbert, in terms of the defenses that he's faced this year, has not faced a defense in like the top 30 of past defenses all season. And Utah's like top 10. Herbert's going to get, it's going to be an ugly game for Herbert. We just, we, we know at this point that Herbert's not good in these like big situations. And he's about to play the How's best defense he's draft this stock, year. though. What's that? You, I mean, you just said it. Herbert's not good in big situations. Where am I drafting this guy? It's a draft podcast, so we might as well talk about that a little bit, you know? Right, this has been one of our big concerns, right? But anyway, I, the, the point is, yeah, I'm very confident in Utah beating uh, 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 Oklahoma, uh, Oregon, thank God. Mm-hmm. I'm very confident in Utah beating Oregon. I think, yeah, absolutely the spot where you, if you want to play for an underdog, I think absolutely it's Baylor of Oklahoma. Yeah. LSU as a seven-point favorite over Georgia to me is absolutely laughable. There's a chance we have a less than 100% DeAndre Swift. We don't have George Pickens for the first half. I think this is going to be 24-3 to at halftime. And I don't think Georgia's going to go away. I think they're going to keep it close. But I think LSU's going to come out and run around them a little bit early. Um, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Virginia, Clemson, these are not interesting football games to me. Um, Baylor, Oklahoma is the only spot where I feel – like there's a good chance that we have uh, an upset, which Oklahoma has been not. I don't want to say playing with fire. Saying playing with fire is is inaccurate, but they have been in a lot of one score games late with Big Twelve competition. Obviously, we saw how they survived Baylor, but after that, you had you had the the near loss to Iowa State. You had TCU game, which they had multiple turnovers late trying to keep TCU in it. Um, they had the Kansas State game, which they lost. Texas was a one-score game. This is they've not been, you know, beating opponents up the way we're used to Oklahoma doing. So I think this is definitely sure. going to be a one-score game late. And then it's a question of if Brewer right. and, and right. the Bears can make enough big plays. If Baylor wins, they're a one-loss conference champion. This is not like they're, you know, it, I obviously I think you're going to put Utah ahead of them because. Utah, I guess, uh, but it's tricky because if Baylor beats Oklahoma, but Baylor has one loss is Oregon or Baylor Oklahoma still have more top twenty-five wins than Utah does. Yeah, man, because Utah's only gonna have the one. That get real tricky. Would you put? Oh man, now I'm looking at this. What's the? I think. Oh, would they put Baylor in over Utah? Well, that's right. So, like, okay, hypothetical for you: Utah beats Oregon. 20 to 18. Okay. Right? 21 to 20. Last okay. second field goal. Oregon was up 20 to 7 in the fourth quarter. Then they win 21 20. Whatever. Okay. So Utah comes back to win. Right. Close one. They played ugly. Oregon yes. was up ahead of them. Whatever. Yes. Baylor murders Oklahoma. You put Baylor in. 52 to 30. You have to. That's that's a really interesting conversation, right? Yeah. I think but you have if to, we argue that, they're, they're, then I think if Oklahoma wins, we by default have to put Oklahoma over in Utah. But I still don't think it happens, and I'm very worried about it because I don't think Utah in the playoff would be fun. I think Oklahoma would be a lot more interesting, whatever. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, outside of Justin Herbert, who are you looking for for, like, scouting? You know, we talk about having 
there's always that yeah, that conversation with Heisman moments and 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 showing up in when the lights are brightest. I think a decent amount of go of that goes into scouting too. When these games matter the most, what guys are going to look the most natural, who's going to look nervous. So with that, I think that even these conference championship games hold a decent amount of weight when it comes to scouting. I'm really looking forward to Tyler Huntley. We talked about him earlier this week. You know, not as a first-round quarterback or anything, but the guy from Utah who has really been a catalyst for having as much success as they have because he has been so much more in control of that offense and contributing at an efficient level than he has in years past. Been really impressed with how he's been throwing the ball this season. He looks more confident. He's leaning on Zach Moss. Zach Moss is another one. But I'm going to be paying close attention in the Pac-12 game, not just because of Utah's college football playoff chances, not just because of Justin Herbert on the other side, but earlier this week, I said that Tyler Huntley, low-key, one of the most improved players in the entire country. So I'm definitely going to have my eyes on him and I'm glad the world can get a good look at him, too, with really no other distractions. A Friday night at 8 o'clock, everybody who's a football fan is going to be watching this game. Who else around this week are you looking forward to seeing from a scouting perspective? <sighs> Conference championship week or playoffs? Conference championship week, like this coming this coming weekend. Right, so I think that the first game that my eyes turn to is going to be the players that we've got from Wisconsin because they had you know we thought the michigan game mattered and it kind of didn't really uh not a great michigan program at that time not a great michigan program overall and then you had the minnesota game which they obviously just played that was the game where they dominated athletically which wisconsin doesn't typically dominate athletically right uh, but against right. a program like minnesota i mean up front they were just way too big for these guys and so yeah. they killed them on the ground killed them in the trenches Ohio State is like, and this is a, a, a one-loss Wisconsin team, and you know, dropped the game to Illinois. They shouldn't have dropped, whatever. But this is like really, and it's weird to say, like the first big test for Wisconsin now in, in the in the Big Ten championship. We saw what happened to them a couple years ago uh, when they met with uh, Ohio State in the Big Ten championship and just got beat around the yard. Like it was, they were not athletically up there. They were totally outclassed. They still are at the wide receiver position. They still are at the defensive back position. They're going to struggle. That's why they're going to lose. But when you talk about Cole Van Lannon, when you talk about Zach Bond, when you talk about Jonathan Taylor and, and the guys that they are, are a part of their running game and are part of their run defense, those are the players that I'll be most interested in watching up against Ohio State. It's good Ohio State offensive line. It's good Ohio State defensive line. So that's a big moment, I think, for the Wisconsin kids. Herbert is critical. I mean, Herbert is is this, you know, you want to, and I, I, I accused him of being a bad guy in big games. You want to answer that question in your final he big game been, for yeah. the Oregon Ducks? Yeah. Take take youth out of the playoff. I mean, do it. You know what I mean? Like this, and and Huntley's played really, really well. I think Huntley is, you know, I was asked early in the year, will he be drafted? Yeah. Will he be at a quarterback? Yeah. I'm not sure he's six a quarterback in the NFL level. Um, and 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 that's in due in large part to great athletic ability. It's due also in part to the fact that he's not a great passer. Uh, he's just an inconsistent thrower. He's gotten better, but I don't think he's a great prospect. Herbert's a better quarterback, better prospect. And oh, usually that, yeah. in games, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but you know, I've, I've said this before. I watched that Utah-Washington game live, and Jacob Eason was on the field, and Tyler Huntley was the best quarterback that day. You know? Well, so, that's the interesting thing about Jacob Eason. He's a bad football player. Uh, yeah. So I... Um, you want to talk about I'm that? I'm interested to see... You want to talk about that? Eason? Yeah. He's not good. 
You're right. He's not. Yeah. He's toolsy. He Jacob Eason, first tools. Yeah, Jacob Eason has a good arm. Jacob Eason can fire the ball into tight windows with zip. He can push it down the field with a lot of arm strength. He has he's he's big, he's tall, he can operate from the pocket. Like Ben just said, he has the tools. He's not that good. He's really not. I've I have yet to outside of throw by throw flashes. I'll even give you entire drives or series been impressed by Jacob Eason, but as a whole coming up every Sunday as as we're as we are projecting guys to the NFL expecting Jacob Eason to show up as the guy I need him to be every Sunday. I haven't seen it yet. I really haven't. If you, Ben if you were if you were drafting Jacob Eason right now where would you feel comfortable drafting him? I'm not drafting him in the top 15 right now. Where did Deshaun Kaiser go? 47? Uh, beginning of the second round. Gotta be. I think he went 47 and maybe 49. Let's see how good my memory is. I wouldn't draft East in the top half of the first round. 52! Oh, you were five off. Not bad. I, yeah, I mean, like this is this is to me. Eason is the quarterback for whom you ask the question: Do we want the fifth year option? If we want the fifth year option, sure, we'll trade back up into the first round to go get him. Um, but if we don't care about the fifth year option, then I'll wait till he falls top half of the first round, uh, top half of the second round. Yeah. But like, especially in a class like this, you know, I think like a, an interesting framework is like love hurts Eason. Who are you taking where? I think hurts Eason is a conversation. I'm probably definitely taking love before either one. Uh, yeah shoot man i might have jalen above love you like hurts that much um so i really haven't watched a lot of love as of late i just watched him early on in the year and he had a ton of struggles he had a ton of nice throws but a ton of, i like jordan love more than i like jacob Eason. yes i'll agree with you there hurts it's probably not even fair for me to mention it right now because I have yet to really go back and like analyze Hurts and how good he was. Because I'll say this: beginning of the year, Jalen Hurts was really like going off, and people were thinking like, "Oh, is Oklahoma about to have another number one overall pick quarterback?" Blah blah blah. They were talking about Jalen Hurts being this great quarterback, all this kind of stuff. I went back and watched a couple of his games, and I was like, "Okay, Jalen Hurts is clearly better than he was before." But guys, like, pump the brakes. Like a couple of these throws are still like late or a ton of air underneath him or just the wide receiver making the play not that he hasn't gotten better he definitely has but I think to be fair to my evaluation and what I want to say of Jalen Hurts I got to go back and watch him a little bit but I think I liked his upside better than what I saw from those other guys right now we're a lot of a lot of the talk that has come around Jacob Eason Jordan Love a lot of other quarterbacks in the class even I mean even Herbert, a lot of the positive stuff is like projection, and we haven't seen a ton of the good yet on a consistent basis from a lot of these guys. Would you agree with that or no? I don't think Easton's been consistent. I think it's the reason why his team is underperformed. I don't think Love has been consistent. I think it's the reason why his team is underperformed. I don't think Hertz has been consistent and his team has survived, um, which might be more so a commentary on supporting cast but i think also as a commentary on the fact that when you're not a consistent thrower having great running ability is a huge thing to fall back on and that's the thing with hertz is 
I think when you look at running quarterbacks, like court, like, you know, when you look at quarterbacks who are NFL caliber passers of which hurts is one, who's the best runner who's come out in the last five years, Lamar Jackson, who's second. I think hurts is better than Kyler Murray. I think hurts is better than Josh Allen. So I think we're looking at a, at a, a high at level what? running quarterback at what he's not Lamar, but no, no, he's no. At, at, at what running or yes. At running. You, in terms of how good are they as a runner? The ball is tucked. How's their vision? How's their tackle breaking ability? You think Herbert's better Lamar than Kyler? Is, yes. Oh, wow. I'd take Kyler 10 times out of 10 over Justin Herbert. I'm talking Hurts. Oh, 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 oh. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Hurts is a better runner than, than I Kyler I would still is. take Kyler Murray over Jalen All right, well, it, what, to me, it's what allows Hurts to be a more inconsistent passer and still have a high floor. And that's what sure, Easton and yeah. Love don't bring. They're both good movers, but they're not the caliber of Hurts. And so that's where I think you have a, a low floor, or excuse me, a high floor with Jalen Hurts. But I still think from a passing perspective, Jordan Love makes significantly better throws at his peaks than Hurts makes at his peaks. And that's why Love is more interesting to me at this current stage. Now, I'll be honest with you, haven't watched a ton of... Uh, 1030 Utah State this year. So right, I caught right. right. I caught him at the beginning of the year a lot. And then when yeah. Love really started to struggle, I was like, all right, I got to watch some other games. Right. So this is based off of what I've experienced from them in totality. I've not sat down and ripped through the film. And when I sit down and ripped through the film, we'll see what we got. But as of right now, um, that's where I fall, fall on those passers. I think Hurts against Baylor, like he opened that game with, I think, three turnovers and maybe two, but I think it was three. It'd be nice to see him protect the ball a little bit better against what's a really feisty sure. and aggressive defense. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right, we got some quarterback takes in there. I thought we were just going to talk about the games, takes, but boy, we uh, we divulged into some of our thoughts on this quarterback class. Do you agree with myself or with Ben? Or do you think we're totally wrong? Let us know on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trey at Benjamin Solak. Tomorrow's podcast, we're going through the NFL lines. Ben, earlier this week, before we got on the podcast on Monday morning, said, oh, I think I got a couple of games on you this weekend. Yeah, big wrong again. You understand that if the Minnesota Vikings place kicker had not missed an extra point, you and I would be even this week. Imagine not calling that like I did. Imagine not anticipating. Yeah. That kicker minnesota kickers miss easy kicks when they're playing seattle i would have told you last wednesday that exact thing was gonna happen i'd have been like you know what ben i just really got a feeling that this place kicker is gonna blow it i can't tell you i already gotten a tweet off about vikings plus three coming back from the grave before i saw <laughs> i saw miss that kick. i saw the oh, tweet about so it pissed. how dare you i saw the tweet about it but uh I thought Let's I thought call. that was a little confident early, but I had to respect it. Obviously, uh, came back uh, how am I supposed to know that the kickers can't hit extra points? Imagine, imagine a betting on a game of the most freak athletes in the in the world, and then a place kicker ruins it for you. I don't want to talk about it. Could be Ben. Tomorrow, we're going to go over all of the NFL games that are happening this weekend. Ben and I are going to take a look at the matchups, evaluate them, and then call our shots like we always do. And, of course, the day after that, Fan Friday is back. We're going to get a little seasonal with this one. Might not go full Christmas, but we're definitely going a little bit Christmas, depending on what you guys ask. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked on NFL Draft.